Hi, welcome again to another episode of Myths in Minefields, a show that's designed to bring out the truths in business success in life. Now, today I've got a very incredible guest with me, Sam Smith. He is a founder of IPO Wallet and he's got some very interesting uh, information for you today and I can't wait for, uh, for him to um, talk about it. Hi Sam, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit more about IPO Wallet? What do you do? What, what's the solution you bring to us? Sure, sure. IPO Wallet is uh, one component of our entire investment banking process. What we do is work with companies at various stages. And IPO Wallet is actually the seed stage or the earliest stage of development for a company when it comes to a fundraising approach. IPO Wallet is one of about 50 crowdfunding platforms that's authorized to sell securities in the U.S. As uh, one of those uh, platforms, uh, we've developed and built a community. And as part of uh, that whole program, Mm -hmm. we also introduce companies that are in that early stage. We're looking for additional funding or maybe even their first round of funding to take the first steps forward. So, um, Sam, what type of companies do you actually help? Well, we're industry agnostic. Uh, Our expertise is in banking and financial markets. Mm -hmm. So really what it comes down to is the nuts and bolts of the industry and the company and the management team itself. Mm -hmm. And then it's really our diagnosis of, all right, where can this company go? Where is this company positioned now? And what does that that timeline look like? Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll be be straight with you. We've seen some companies that uh, are way outside our box and we make our best assessment but we'll oftentimes bring in additional expertise to help us with that assessment mm-hmm. and make a call from there. But no, we, we take a look at anything and everything that actually has an opportunity attached to it. Okay. I mean, from what I'm hearing, I see that uh, the companies must have some sort of value in them. In, in Well, what sort of value are you looking at when you assess a company? Well, it depends. I mean, uh, there's a big difference from uh, between, um, say, real estate and technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, real estate's got a hard value. It's got comps. We can identify exactly what it is. We can speculate on uh, taxes and interest and mm-hmm. you know uh, development in the community, and it's it's very tangible. Mm-hmm. Uh, technology is a little bit different because it could be an idea floating in space, and while all the technicals are there to make sense of how the technology operates, moves, and works, mm-hmm. uh, there is absolutely a question mark on what the reception is going to look like. And aside from that, there's a big question mark on who's doing something similar, what competition is going to look like from one week to the next. So you sort of assess what the business, what the business goal is, what the business plan is and what they're trying to achieve. But what if I'm I'm just like a startup, you know, I don't have any form of uh, uh, a monetary value. I don't have any turnover. How, how would you help me with regards to that? Well, the, uh, the valuation process is, is not, uh, completely academic. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of other resources they have to draw on and attempt to draw parallels. But really that, that value proposition comes from the proprietor. What are you presenting? Where is your market? What can you sell this for? How much does it cost? And mm-hmm. all the basics that would go into something as simple as a bagel shop are also applicable to a, a high-end tech. It's still the basics, but every approach and evaluation is different. Okay. And do you see a lot, a lot of businesses, when, and when I say businesses, small businesses or large organizations 
actually going through your route or what sort of businesses do you know that normally comes to you? Well, it varies. It varies because uh, if we've got a smaller organization, then clearly what they need is that initially that seed capital. Mm -hmm. And that seed capital is really their first steps in creating something of value. Okay. The larger organizations, they can they can use a C or a regulation C through IPO wallet. But typically, typically with those guys, mm -hmm. they'll use a C to cover a lot of the expenses and moving the company to the public markets. Uh, so it's a little bit more strategic than it is development. Oh, I see. Okay. So mentioning, uh, um, you're talking about projections and forecasts, which makes sense with regards to business plan. But as we know it, sometimes you might project, uh, uh, you might forecast certain revenue, but then it's not the way it is. It's not reality. Maybe because you assume that you're going to get this specific uh, 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 revenue uh, from sales, but then it didn't happen. How do you, um, how do you work with that? How do you manage that? Assuming, yeah, if, if the company doesn't match the forecast that has been uh, presented when they started. Well, uh, a forecast is just that it's, it's wide mm -hmm. open yeah. and it, it, it could be completely wrong in a good way or a bad way. Okay. Uh, what we do oftentimes is we, we hedge against the forecast. Okay. So we, we basically discount all the numbers. And when we apply that discount, which is based on several different factors, when we apply that discount, what does the company look like? And when you're talking about a growing concern, as the company grows, the numbers should get better. The margin should get better. It should operate more efficiently. So we never really expect forecast to match. But what we do expect is that the economics will still work in the long run. Okay. All right. Very interesting. And is that a maximum sort of equity that a business owner can give away? The maximum they can give away? Yeah, or, or minimum. Say, for example, uh, um, if they raise, I don't know, 70% of their, uh, um, whatever they raise in, basically, is that a maximum or minimum they can give away? Uh, well, it's it's all part of the long strategy. And one of the shortcomings that uh, most younger companies or even experienced companies who don't know enough about the markets. Yeah. Uh, the biggest mistakes they make is not planning for each step and stage to reach the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. And they kind of play from the hip pocket, take one step at a time, and every day is a new adventure. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of times you'll hear uh, the, the term discipline used. Mm -hmm. Because you need to map it and plan it, and you run with it until there is an absolute event that disrupts that plan. Mm -hmm. Then you adjust and you lay out the balance of the plan and you execute on that. Mm -hmm. But uh, most frequently what we see are companies that are structured wrong from the get-go. Mm. Uh, we've got a company we're working with now. It's uh, it's an oil company. They're they're pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. They're making good money even in a downtime. But where they're at right now is they own 25% of their company. The other 75% wow. is owned by investors. Wow. They're a private company. If they want to grow, they can go to the bank and get debt, which nobody's lending to oil companies right now. No. If they want equity, then they have to create subsidiaries and pretty much becomes a project-based approach. But uh, this is an error that uh, existed or exists because that's where they built the company from. That was their origin. They started as a private company. They sold 75%. Mm. What we're going to do is go in and restructure them as a public company so that they can continue selling equity. And as they sell equity and their value improves, they're going to dilute their value 
but it will be in oh. smaller groups as they go forward. Okay. So structure is usually usually the issue from the get-go. Okay. So now, okay. So if someone is interested in um, raising um, funds, uh, some level of investment, all they have to do is go to your website, ipowallet.com, and then yeah. what happens after that? Well, they can go to our website, and there are, uh, I'll tell you flat out, like I said, there, there are about 50 uh, authorized crowdfunding platforms in the U.S. Okay. We, we work a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and dog everyone else. But uh, <laughs> the other websites you can go to, and I think you can pretty much just upload your deal. Mm-hmm. And I think you get a fee, and they're going to take a commission for placing those funds. But for them, you can just go sign up for a deal, and uh, they're going to do it. Here's the the flaw in that approach is once you've completed your crowdfund, it goes back to the structure, the roadmap, and the long run. Mm-hmm. Once you're done with that crowdfund, you're on your own again. You're just taking money from investors. And you better have a game plan and an exit strategy so they can actually make some money. Now with That's us- That's where you come in, yeah. Yeah, we, we're also a crowdfunding platform, mm-hmm. but uh, we're selective. Uh, we make sure that the people who are getting on our platform know what they're doing, have some direction, have a method to their development. Mm. And what we're looking for is not just that first step. Mm. We're also looking at the next steps, the next two steps, the next three steps. Mm. What we're looking for ultimately are those companies that have a an idea that is scalable, something mm. that can be sold to the masses, mm. not, uh, not one location, not necessarily one product line, but something that can be scaled. Yes. So when they go to our website, we're always looking for the next great company. Great, great. Now, you know, you did mention uh, you're looking for something that's scalable. So I'm assuming that it's not, the company doesn't have to be US-based. Is it worldwide? It could be any company anywhere or it has to be US-based company. So so to operate under under Reg C in the US, mm-hmm. it has to be a US company. Okay. However, however, we have foreign companies that set up U.S. subsidiaries to execute on this movement. Mm. And we're actually chatting with one right now, which is why I was on the phone with Bombay here a little bit Mm. ago, Mm. is uh, they're an Indian-based company Mm -hmm. uh, in the gas space. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at utilizing this approach. And what they've decided is, well, you know what? If we're going to start there or Mm -hmm. set up that subsidiary, Mm -hmm. we're going to go ahead and utilize the public markets there as well. So they're actually going to become a U.S. public traded company. Okay. Yeah, quite interesting. That's good. All right. Yes, yeah, ma'am. yeah. That is ipowallet.com. Now, um, with regards to any uh, any form of mi- any form of minefields, any form of mistakes that you've made in the past. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you probably about the most valuable lesson mm. is uh, I'm sure the listeners have uh, companies or businesses that they've been building that they're gonna start or been built. Mm. Uh, it takes capital to make it go, and you're going to have to approach many sources. You know, debt, equity, mm. private investors, you know, public investors, public companies, you know, uh, co-op partners, whoever it is, mm. and approach them on day one with your best foot forward. And in all likelihood, you're going to be rejected. That's okay. It takes a lot of no's to get to the yes. But the one thing that you need to make sure you ask before you leave that office or get off that phone call mm-hmm. is really why why what yeah. missing what didn't fit what didn't work mm. and 
on day two, when you present it again to the next group, you make sure you implement that and you just keep building that deck until it's as complete as possible. And there isn't a question that can be asked that you don't have an answer for. Honestly, that is a very, very valid, valid, valid response, valid advice, because it's when you know your why, that's when you know what you're going to work with, how to improve things, you know, and a lot of times uh, people, you might find people wallowing pity or upset that they didn't get a specific deal, you know, mm. because they worked so hard on it, you know, <laughs> recently I just had to uh, write a, a, a case, a business case for what I'm looking into and mm. it didn't go according to plan and that really, really got me off my foot. So I sort of understand yep. <laughs> what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. First hand, definitely, definitely. Oh, great. Oh, thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much for actually revealing um, what you do as a company. And I believe that it's going to help a lot of companies as well, especially uh, our businesses in this day and age with all the uh, um, a lot of companies that have been affected not to give up, you know, just keep trying until they get uh, necessary funding because a lot of ideas are, are not necessarily actually uh, um, coming into um um, lots of ideas actually don't actually turn into uh, uh, profitable companies and it, it, there's a lot of reasons for that and funding goes a long way because without funding you can actually cripple your business you know it could do go places and sometimes I always say to people that um, those big companies let, let, or in fact the, the likes of Amazon you know Facebook all of them even if they started uh, uh, um, as a lone entrepreneur for them to get to where they are right now was uh, they were able to get um, a certain level of, uh, of funding to help them investment to, to take them to the next level mm -hmm. yeah certainly don't uh, don't take no's personally I mean that's mm -hmm. that's uh, one of the other things I'll share is uh, mm. is your personal mindset your business mindset mm. and our hours are nine to five or around the mm -hmm. clock. Mm -hmm. That business mindset is necessary. Mm -hmm. No's are a part of it, but every no is that much closer to a yes. Mm -hmm. You have to stay hard and stay on it. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you so much. It's been so, so great to have you here. And I'm sure a lot of people have learned a lot. And definitely recommend uh, ipowallet.com because I have learned a lot as well. And it's new information for me myself on, on the another way of you know, doing uh, uh, crowdfunding. Thank you so much, Sam. Absolutely, thank you. Great, great. Now, if you want to uh, be on the show, uh, uh, Meets in Minefields, and to talk about your story, your Meets in Minefields, or your business or your products that you're launching, um, if you connect with me on Facebook or Instagram, at Tommy Abibo, that's at Tommy Abibo on Facebook or on Instagram. Have a lovely day and see you in my next show.